Hi everyone, my name is Callie. And I'm Grant. Welcome back to our podcast, Big World, Small Bites. This week we're having a conversation with the average person. Someone not focused on the environment every day, either from school or work. We hope to find gaps in knowledge and ways we, as environmentalists, can connect to those not as in tune with these issues. And then we'll wrap up with a little bit about the actions we're taking here at Susquehanna University and what you can do at home. We hope you're hungry because we're going to be breaking down this big world into some small bites. All right, thank you so much for being with us here today. Will you tell us your name and a little bit about yourself? Yeah, uh, well, thank you for having me. My name is Megan. I'm a senior here at Susquehanna, and I'm a creative writing, publishing, and editing double major. Awesome. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah, thank so you. we have you here as our average college student, someone yeah. who is not as entrenched in environmental issues as me and Grant are, because it's like all we think about <laughs> all the time for class and outside of class. So let's just start off with the question, what do you know about sustainability in general? So not much, not to make myself sound ignorant <laughs> to <laughs> the <laughs> issue. Just in general, when I think of like sustainability, I just think of like environmentally friendly practices and that's kind of it yeah it's pretty fair yeah it's a lot of what it is to be okay. honest well, yeah. that's good Absolutely. yeah being mindful of like what you use and how much you use i guess yeah like exactly so okay, you got cool. it cool. you're absorbing the, solid. the message pretty well yeah now what do you know about sustainability on our campus here at Susquehanna? not much at all if anything so ba- my knowledge of it is probably limited to what I learned freshman year in my honors thought class, which mm-hmm. basically we just, we took a trip to like the campus garden. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, so we went there, which that was, I didn't know that was there until I went to it. And we also saw all the solar panels and the little sheep that grazed the solar yeah. panel. Yeah, yeah big yeah. point. That's like the two only things I really have ever been introduced to about sustainability now, here i wanted to ask about the the campus garden have you yeah. been there since freshman year i haven't yeah and i could blame covid but it's probably not covid's fault i just have <laughs> not it's pretty it's not far nothing's far here but i haven't been there since it's kind of hard to get there though and that's why I asked yeah we like accessibility yeah we got real muddy we like hiked mm. up there he our teacher drove and we just were supposed <laughs> to walk oh there and just meet there so, yeah, no, haven't been back there since. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like that goes to show sometimes the the way that the school can share our sustainability mm-hmm. gains, which is awesome, but mm-hmm. then it doesn't really go beyond, like, the solar panels, and there's sheep there. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and do you know why there's sheep at the solar panels? No, I mean, I know that they graze on the grass instead of, like, mowing it, I think, but, like, yeah, that is what they do. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty much all they're there for, and, and to, to be cute. Cool. Right? And to, like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and they're actually from a local farmer, so we support some some local people. Yeah. Shout out cool. Owens Farms. Yeah, for real. They're awesome. So here's a, here's another question that's always really interesting to ask mm-hmm. people involved in sustainability and not. Uh, what's something that you think you just couldn't give up? If you were to think about the biggest things you do that impact the planet, what would be the hardest? Um, Well, I really am a long showerer. Mm-hmm. I yeah. Not even by choice. I just take a long time in the shower. Like... I, my hair, well, I have a whole routine. It's like, mm-hmm. it's a whole process. So I just like 
the use of water I used to waste a lot of water too like when I brush my teeth I just recently started like turning the sink off while I'm yeah. brushing my teeth yeah, yeah. like trying to like do that and also lights I leave lights on everywhere I don't like when my house is dark I really don't so I like leave lights on everywhere I use long showers I don't know I mean I guess I could live I could live without them but it wouldn't be comfortable yeah <laughs> I think that's the thing, too, is that we all kind of tend to forget that there's, like, sometimes there's just things that we can't give up. Like, I don't think I could give up driving unless I lived in a place where it really wasn't necessary. Because driving, like, clears my head so much. Driving is something that I do here for fun. Right. Because there's not much else to do. And it's a stress (laughs) reliever. Like, going on a drive. Yeah. I I think that also gets to a point about, like, what where you are and what the government or, like, institutions Mm -hmm. can do for you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, do you think it'd make a difference if dorm rooms had more just natural light coming in? Not every room even has a window, you yeah, know, so you don't yeah. have to have the lights on. Or, uh, like, public transportation could make that way easier. Bike lanes. There's mm-hmm. not a bike lane in right. Seals Grove, so it can be hard to get around off campus if you want to walk somewhere or bike somewhere. Right, mm-hmm. or just the way the strip is built. Like, yeah. you, can't, you can't walk there unless you want to get hit by a car. Yeah. It's just not... You need a car to get around here. I have a roommate who doesn't have a car, and anytime she has to go anywhere, she has to borrow someone's car because she yeah. can't get there any other way. Yeah. And I've been stubborn. I've tried to bike on the highway, but <laughs> it's Yeah, it's not safe, <laughs> it's you know? Yeah. And it's for all those main shops are like all the big name, yeah. big box stores where you could get things that you need. You can't get to them without a car unless you are in traffic. Risk your life for Target. <laughs> Risk yeah. your life for Target. <laughs> yeah. Which is not worth it. I don't know. Target's got some cool stuff, to be fair. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and there's like, Starbucks yeah. there. So. That's consumerism. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think about, I know I was in conversations here at Susquehanna at one point, and other institutions as well, and they talked about maybe, and this is all kind of a long shot, but putting a light up in the shower. So when you'd be taking a shower, after a certain amount of time, a light would literally go from, like, green to red. Mm. Do you think just having something like that would make an impact on, on yeah, students in general? I feel like having a visual representation of, like, how long... Because I lose track of time in the shower. Yeah. Like, it's easy to do. So having, like, a visual representation of, like, oh, I've been in here for too long. <laughs> like, that, I feel like that would help. At least me. I feel like that would help in general. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. And going along with that, like, habit things you can't give up, what do you think your most sustainable habit is versus your least sustainable habit? Well, this is because of my roommates. They were (laughs) all much more into, like, sustainability than I was before coming here. But when I go shopping now, I'm really conscious of, like, not trying to avoid plastic bags. And either I have a lot of tote bags now, so I either take my own or I just carry all my stuff to my car if I can. Yeah. Um, So that's probably, at least recently, one of the more, like – sustainable practices that I've been doing my least sustainable I mean now that you mention it I drive a lot when I don't need to yeah because <laughs> I really do I remember like sophomore especially because of COVID there's a lot more limits on what you can do so we would just be we would just go on like two hour long drives yeah like at least once a week just to get off campus and yeah. to do something <laughs> Yeah, no, I know I'm definitely guilty of that as well, driving around listening to music. But right. I think that also yeah. gets into, like, lack of things to walk to. Like, you can't access the garden very easily. And mm-hmm. if you could, maybe it'd be worth taking, like, the half an hour walk to the garden or back. Mm-hmm. Or just, like, into the community with, like, a bike lane instead of driving. Right, like, the need for a place to de-stress. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. like, we can't find that in nature. And I can't. That's, like, I drive also. Yeah. So why do we turn to 
like going to a different place in our car versus walking yeah. mm-hmm. or something. I think it has to do with how tired we are and how much is expected of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's really interesting. Now, this is just like a big question. <laughs> it's very broad, so you feel free to take it however you will. But okay. are you worried about climate change? I mean, general answer, yes. Mm-hmm. I never used to be. Again, I think mm-hmm. since being here and like having friends that have sort of educated me a little bit more about sustainability and the climate crisis, like, yes, my I, I'm worried about it now. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that's been your friends or your classes? That's a good question. Mm, I would say more my friends mm. than my classes. Um, my fresh That class I took freshman year, it was an honors law class. It wasn't like supposed to be about environmentalism right. but we I think the professor just kind of wanted to talk about it mm-hmm. but since then I don't think it's really been an issue that's been brought up in class to me it's more been conversations with my friends yeah and I know we're kind of working with the stars report trying to mm-hmm. figure out what classes have sustainability curriculums mm-hmm. um, and someone even mentioned trying to get something in our requirements like a sustainability yeah. requirement because that could take the form of really any class, like Shakespeare in the environment, an English class, or like a science class. Yeah. Do you think students would go for that, or do you think people would just get mad about it? <laughs> I think I think students, w- I mean, I like to think that students yeah. would, especially here. I feel like there's a lot of people on campus that care about these issues, and if like the it was an option that, that was presented to them that they would take it. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I think so. And I, I think that speaks to the bigger importance of, like, advertising, for example. I know you mentioned, like, a sustainable thing you do deals with plastic bags. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, in part that's fueled by, like, fossil fuel companies pushing, like, plastic bags over other things, like, mm-hmm. not using them, right? But the advertising and marketing has been so effective that, like, everybody knows about plastic bags. Right. And that's yeah. what they choose to do, which is still very, you know, very, you know, impactful. But I think, like, a really interesting thing could be if we implemented more classes, more education, there'd be other things factored in as well. Yeah, people have just a bigger background, I think. And I think something that we don't think about often is how it's so tied into other fields. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I'm an environmental studies major and a creative writing major, so I've just been lucky to take classes that are very different from each other. But, like, the sustainability requirement, like I said, it could be English. There could be a math class. There could be a science class, music even. There's, like, so many opportunities that people just, I don't think, they think about. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's biostats now. I right. can only imagine, like, some type of climate change accounting class. You could do, like, greenhouse gases, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess going along with that interdisciplinary idea, so this is also a loaded question to ask a senior, but what kind <laughs> of career do you want? Just what kind of field oh, of career God. would you like? Very and then <laughs> do you think it's possible for that career to tie into sustainability? Yeah, I mean, ideally, probably somewhere in, like, the publishing industry, which I think could definitely tie into sustainability because there's print publishing versus online publishing, mm-hmm. all of that. And like, there's definitely more environmentally friendly, eco-friendly ways to publish things. Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, again, loaded question. I don't know that I'll end up in that field. But <laughs> I feel that. Yeah, I'd say so, that there's a way that those connect. Yeah, and Grant and I are both double majors also, not just studying environmental studies, and I feel like I did not expect there to be any crossover between yeah. creative writing and environmental studies. But there are a lot of, like, climate communications jobs that mm-hmm. are, like, already out there. I kind of thought I'd have to, like, find my own path. But yeah. it seems like 
people are starting to see more connections. I mean, yeah. especially with what you would like to do, Grant, there is definitely a connection. Yeah, I'm, I'm political science and environmental studies, okay. and you're just seeing this, like, explosion of environmental policy jobs yeah. Yeah. and coordinators and all kinds of things trying to use the government to come up with solutions. I have one last question, mm-hmm. which is if there's anything that our sustainability office on campus could do to engage students, like, what would be one thing you think might actually get people to think more about the environment or just learn a bit more? So I don't know if this is just me being, like, closed off and not checking, like, looking into things enough, (laughs) but I feel like outreach is really important, just, Mm -hmm. like, getting students' attention because I don't think I was aware that it existed. (laughs) That's our biggest problem. We fight that all the time. Yeah, Yeah. so, like, just any way to get their attention in general because once you have people's attention, someone's going to listen and someone's going to go further and, like, want to become involved in it because it's a really important issue that a lot of people care about and if like they knew that the option to get involved somehow was there I think more people would take it than you might even realize so yeah yeah, I think just outreach is like the number one thing yeah I think that's our hardest thing we try a lot and then people don't notice or so I think I'd agree if we could get people to notice and care that it would help out a lot trying yeah. to break through that wave of like 120 emails we get every single day yeah and like have yeah. people actually notice mm-hmm. well thank you so much for being here megan yeah, and taking you. the time yeah thank you for having me i hope that our podcast can help you learn a little bit more yeah. on your journey of environmental learning <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah thank you so much thank you so as you can see from our interview with megan it can be really difficult to get into sustainability in college but it can also be a great place to learn more from your friends or classes or programs on your campus. Yeah, I think we talked about a lot lot of important different things, topics, issues, and concerns that I think are really important for everyday people, people that are not always reading like the doomsday headlines of climate change to also consider and think about on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, and I think something that we could highlight from this is doing what you can. Mm -hmm. So if Cutting your daily drives out is not an option. All right, you don't do that. What's something else that you could do? Maybe you switch to bar shampoo and conditioner to get rid of your plastic intake, or you try to go zero waste. Um, So you just try to do what you can and what you're passionate about, and then find your role in the movement through that. Yeah, and I think for the most part, everyone can do something. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So find the one thing you can do and that you can influence. And for some, it's definitely easier, uh, more accessible than others. But I think there's always something you can do. Um, and I also think this is always said, but definitely taking action in like a governmental role who you're yeah. voting in. Local boroughs from uh, elected politicians higher up and, and at the lowest level all can have an impact in the sustainability that's happening happening in your area. Yeah, exactly. And I think that you know, even if all you can do is maybe write some letters to your representatives or make some phone calls or you know, just give monetary support to an organization that's doing the work, that's okay too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, it, it can seem really daunting and there's always something small that you can do. And I hope that throughout our episodes, we give you examples of small things that you can do to try to take on those bigger issues. No, absolutely. And, and I think getting to those small things that we talked about and that were mentioned, we can also kind of bounce back to our campus and talk about some of the things that were mentioned in the episode as well. Um, You know, the Office of Sustainability here on campus, we're both a part of it, has Mm -hmm. tried for a while to do a lot of different initiatives to spread communication and to get people out to the garden, like we mentioned, where a lot of great things happen uh, and and all kinds of things take place. Yeah, and I think what's so tough is that 
you know, there's only so many students we can reach who mm-hmm. really, really, truly care about it. Because some people, I think there's a good spectrum of people who really, really care, people who care a little bit, and people who just is not on their radar. And no matter how much we talk to them about sustainability, that's not going to hit them. There's other things that are more important to them in their lives. So I think that we're trying to strike a balance of getting our name out there and just finding how we can get some more students interested yeah, and I think the more we can spread that education and the initiatives that are taking place, the more we can get people to partake in it on campus and hopefully to the listeners at home, also in the community as well. And I think that one thing we also mentioned is going out to the garden. Mm-hmm. I think this goes for anybody trying to get to any natural space, is that it can be really difficult to reach them. Maybe you live in a city and there's nowhere for you to go, or maybe the closest park is 20 minutes away. Um, but I think that goes into doing what you can. Maybe you put your hiking boots on and you get out to the campus garden one day when once it's been rainy or you wait for the summer when it's not as not as muddy all the time and cold. I think that things that can feel impossible sometimes, if we really decide we want to do it, we can make Yeah, and I think we've touched on this in some of the previous episodes, but I think there's this idea oftentimes with climate change, like this tragedy of the commons, where whenever there's a shared resource or whenever people have to do something, it's often really easy to do in quotations, the wrong thing, right? The Mm -hmm. non-sustainable thing. Uh, And everybody chooses to do the wrong thing, to use too much of a resource, and it adds up to be this big environmental catastrophe. But I really do believe that it can go the opposite way. Mm -hmm. If everybody drives a little bit less, if everybody uses a little bit less water, and if everybody just just does the little things that they can, it can make a big impact. I, I don't think, you know, with this podcast or other things, we're asking anybody to change the world, but they can change little actions that they do And that adds up to a big difference. Yeah, and it can help to inspire others. I mean, you heard Megan talk about how her friends here at college taught her a lot about sustainability and that she's started making changes because of that. And I think that we underestimate how we can affect other people. Uh, So sharing what you do, uh, educating other people, encouraging your friends to do those activities with you uh, can make a big difference. And I think those conversations are really important to definitely have with your friends. But... On that note, uh, we'll hope to join us next time as we keep on cooking. So stay tuned, and we'll be serving up a new episode soon. Get ready for some more small bites of this big world.